Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. We are a church with a mission of inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. It really doesn't matter who you are, what you have done, or how you choose to worship. You belong here. We pray that this week's sermon blesses you and that you feel God's presence through it today. So today we are in week two of our short yet very important sermon series called Becoming a Butterfly. And remember what we're doing in this series, which has significant implications for the life of this church for years and years to come, is getting into how we've gotten to this place, what we need to do now that we're here and what the future might just look like given the path that we choose moving forward. And the the way we're working through all of that complexity, trying to make it simple for all of you to understand, is by using the life cycle of a butterfly to put it all into perspective. So last week, what we did, and to kind of give you a foundation from which to build on, is we examined the caterpillar stage of a butterfly. What we learned is similar to how a caterpillar, if it wants to grow and thrive, has to molt and shed its skin to make room for new life. We as the First Christian Church of Great Bend over the last 40 years or so have gone through significant transformation to become who we are. Or What I was trying to point out to you guys last week is the reason we are in such a good place as a congregation at this moment is not because we have chosen to stay the same, which is what so many other churches are doing these days. But because when necessary, we choose to do the hard work of shedding our skin to make room for new life. But now that I've walked you through how we have gotten to this place as a church, what I'm going to attempt to do today is explain to you what it is I think we need to do now that we're in this place. Which, by the way, is an absolutely amazing place to be, right? So here's our biggest problem, which is a great problem to have. Our structure, the way we function on a day-to-day basis, is not keeping up with all the people that we have. And then the other good thing is, we have more people in the back than we know what to do with. People aren't fitting. It's getting too tight. And out of all the problems we could have as a church, right, and there's some doozies. You guys have seen the scandals in the church world. How many of you might be excited about having too many people as your biggest problem? Anybody? Yeah. I think it's an absolutely amazing place to be. So given where we are as a church, I think it's time for us not just to go through another season of shedding our skin. No, it's time for us to enter into a season of metamorphosis. And what I mean by metamorphosis is that it's not just time for us to do little things here or there to get to that place. No, I think it's time for us to enter into a significant season of transformation because that's what it's going to take for us to gain the ability to fly. Or to help you understand the kind of change I'm talking about here, let me walk you through what happens to a caterpillar as they make their transition into a butterfly. Because for me, this metaphor is absolutely perfect with what we are proposing to do. So, very, very simply put, there comes a time in every little caterpillar's life where if it wants to become a beautiful butterfly or all that God created it to be, it has to enter into stage two of its life cycle, which is called the pupa or chrysalis phase. And what happens in this particular stage is instead of just shedding its skin again, most caterpillars make a cocoon out of their skin and begin going through the process of metamorphosis. And what happens during this process is after the caterpillar builds the cocoon, the next step is the caterpillar then releases this enzyme that begins to dissolve or digest most of its body. 
except for these four things called the imaginal disc. And why the imaginal discs are important is because these discs are the four major sections of a butterfly's body that have been dormant up to this point. And what these discs begin to do after the body has been dissolved is they use all of that goop or all that used to be the caterpillar to fuel the rapid cell growth and development needed to transform this grubby little caterpillar into a beautiful butterfly, which is a process that depending on the butterfly, it can take anywhere from two weeks to up to a couple of months. Now, for me, what I believe this stage of a butterfly's life cycle puts into perspective for us are the three basic things we have to keep in mind while pondering what's next for us as a church. And they're this. This is not a process of out with the old and in with the new but it's a process of transforming the old into something new. And that's a very important distinction you guys need to get. Secondly, metamorphosis, transformation is always difficult. It's always messy and hard. It's just the way it works. And then last but not least, metamorphosis is necessary if we want to go from where we are to the place God wants us to be. There's no other way to do this. Now, to help you see all this, let me, let me just walk you through it in, in a bit more detailed way. So, in the same way that a DNA of a butterfly never changes, even though his body goes through a significant transformation, that's exactly what's going to happen here when we choose, or if we choose, to enter into this time of metamorphosis. And that our DNA, who we are as a church, and you guys really need to hear this, it's not going to change. Our DNA is not going to change. Who we are is not going to change. Our mission and vision is not going to change. Because who God has called and created us to be as the first Christian church of Great Bend is a congregation that is all about bringing heaven to earth and all that we do and inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. That's not going to change. That's foundational. That's our DNA. Another part that's not going to change is we are going to keep doing the best we can to meet people where we are. And what that looks like is at no point do we have any plans to abandon our traditional service and become just a contemporary church or abandon our contemporary and just become a traditional church. No, who we are as a church, our DNA is we are a congregation that takes a lot of pride in doing great worship, no matter what style you prefer, because our priority in all of this is to simply meet people where they are. Also, we are proud members of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, and that is not going to change. And what that means is we affirm these foundational principles. We live by this. We believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and confess him as Lord and Savior of the world, and that all people are God's children. The Lord's Supper or communion will be celebrated weekly in worship and is open to everyone. All of you are going to be allowed to take your own journey, becoming who God created you to be, not who we want you to be, being guided by the Bible, the Holy Spirit, study, and prayer. We also believe that all Christians are called to be one in Christ or a people who work together, not against each other. We're not here as a church that's got it all figured out and everybody else is wrong. No, we're part of a much bigger family. This is just a part of God's family. And then last but not least, we believe in the priesthood of all believers or, or that anyone who has chosen to follow Jesus as their Lord and Savior, is a minister of the gospel. I am not the only minister in this church. All of you who confess Christ as your Lord and Savior are ministers and are called to go out and do kingdom work in your own way. None of that is going to change. So what I hope you're starting to see is that God is not calling us into this time of metamorphosis to become a completely different church or to throw the baby out with the bathwater. 
Now, what I believe God is calling us to do is to take what we already have, which is amazing, and begin to morph and tweak and build upon all of that to help us do what we already do even better. Which for me is not something to be afraid of, but it's something to get excited about. It's not something we should view as a problem that we need to solve, but as an amazing opportunity that God has given us to do even more for the sake of his kingdom. I mean, how many churches out there right now would love to have this problem? When their problem is, hey, nobody's showing up and we can't pay the bills. How incredible is that? Well, now that you're starting to to see that we're not going to change who we are as a church, let me tell you about the the two big changes that I believe God is calling us to make as a part of this metamorphosis. So the first change I think we need to make is we need to go through a process of restructuring how our church functions on a daily basis. And the reason why I believe we need to do this is because the way we are structured now, the way the church works now, is great when serving a congregation of about 200 people on Sunday morning. And I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but we have way more than 200 people that are showing up on Sunday morning these days. I think the average so far this year is around 3.30. So we're geared to focus on that. So because of our growth and how drastically that has changed the makeup of this church, what we continue to run into as we, we attempt to move forward, as we attempt to do things, is that this structure that we're in right now is making it harder and harder to do what we need to do, to minister to all of you well. Or to get it just to what I'm talking about here, let me just give you a metaphor. Uh, imagine a home daycare with five kids and, and what that would look like and what it would take to do that well, Right? Now imagine a church daycare that serves about 25 kids and what it would look like to do that well. Now think about trying to run a church daycare with 25 kids in the same way that you run a daycare with five kids and how that would work out. Well, in a sense, that's kind of what we're facing as a church these days in that we have 25 kids showing up every single Sunday and yet still function out of a system that only serves five kids kids, which I think makes clear. It means the structure that we're working on or they're working through is not helping, but it's holding us back from from doing what we need to do to not only serve all of you well, but the people who continue to show up week in and week out. Now, for those of you who want to see the details of what all of this is going to look like, first of all, via email, hopefully sometime next week, I'm waiting on a document, We're going to be sending out to all of you who are on our list, and if you're not on our list and you want this, get on our list. We're going to send you a copy of the new bylaws and policies and procedures that we've been putting together for the last five months so that if you want to, I would encourage all of you to do it, but I would read it before bed because you will fall asleep reading this material. You know what I'm talking about. So you can go through it with a fine-tooth comb, and you can come and ask any and every question you like. We've got no um, nothing to hide. We're trying to do what's best for this church, and we're going to be open and honest about this whole process. Secondly, we're going to be holding three different listening sessions during the first part of July. So you pick one and come, and we're going to walk you through these changes and answer any questions. And if you got any critiques, we're going to hear that as well. And then last but not least, as a member of this church, you are all the ones who are going to get to make this decision regarding what we do next. And 
when that's going to happen, it's going to happen on August 20th at 1 p.m. You might want to write that down uh, for all of you who are a part of this church. But, of course, a whole lot more on that as, as we kind of move forward in the, in the weeks and months ahead. Next, what we need to get into is the other major change that I believe God is calling us to make. And this is one of those I need everybody to hold on to your pew for this one. This is going to make you a little uncomfortable. Everybody got a hold here? No? No? You guys, anybody paying attention? Okay. So, because of the success of The Refuge, which is our contemporary worship service in the back in the last five years, which up to this point has forced us to start another refuge service at 9 a.m., um, and because on most Sundays, our 11 a.m. service is at 80% capacity. And we're even having some weeks where people just don't have a place to sit. They're standing. I believe that if we want to continue to grow and thrive, it's time for us to, to make room for even more people. Or given our circumstances, I believe if we want to become the church that God is calling us to be, we're going to have to take the big step of adding on to make room for all of these people who keep showing up. And to give you a gist of what that might look like, our plan at this point is to basically cut the tip off the refuge worship space now, where the stage is now, and add a 50 by 100 foot metal building with all the bells and whistles. So uh, if you guys aren't real familiar, you guys know where our gym is right there. So the one that is the lobby is where the refuge is now, right? And so all we're going to do is we're going to cut the tip off of that triangular room that's back there now, and we're going to add a 50 by 100 foot uh, sanctuary, and then we're going to include all the bells and whistles that are on the inside of that to do that well. Nothing fancy, nothing spectacular. There's, the walls are going to be black. We're going to have insulation on the ceiling. It, it's just bare bones except for the bells and whistles, which make that service great. Now, to check out what it's going to look like on the outside, uh, we had this rendition done here. So as you guys can see, instead of our people in the refuge walking all the way down the hallway through the gym into the refuge, there's now going to be direct access down our alleyway uh, into the refuge so they can go into the lobby, uh, have coffee, all that kind of stuff, sit around, talk, and then go into the sanctuary for worship. Now, what I really like about the, the way this has been designed is, um, I don't know about you guys, but people driving by on K96 will not only see this amazing sanctuary that is this place, right? You see the amazingness of this building, but when you drive by on 96, you're like, wait a minute, they got something else going on there too right? And it looks beautiful. There's great curb appeal, all that kind of stuff. So excited about that. Now, the reason why I believe God is calling us to do this is this not only helps us seat all of the people who are worshiping with us now comfortably, which is a big deal. You guys know that if you go, p go past the 80% mark in a congregation, people stop showing up. Do you guys know those statistics? So you get too far, people will just stop showing up. So that's a big deal. But it also would give us the ability to seat up to 500 people with two services on Sunday morning, which gives us breathing room for at least a couple of years if we keep growing so that we can keep things moving forward. Now, of course, for all of you who want the details of all of this, what we're going to do um, is we're going to hold another couple of listening sessions. So three more listening sessions, different than the restructure listening sessions, to walk you through what we think we need to do, also give you a chance to ask questions, offer critiques, whatever you need to do. And then again, on August 20th, as a member of this church, all of you are the ones who get to decide whether we do this or not. This is not my decision. This is not the staff's decision. No, because we're in this together and because this is such a big decision, it's going to come down to all of you casting your 
That's the way it works around here. So we're either all in or all out. Or most of us are in and some of us are out. You know, how the votes kind of go on that. But here's the thing. If we decide to do this, and I'm of the opinion that we need to do this, what you can expect in the days ahead as we go about transforming from one kind of structure to another, as we figure out what to do with the refuge while we're building a new worship space, and most importantly, as we're raising the approximately $750,000 it's going to cost us to get this done, how many of you went, oh, $750,000? Yeah, anybody? So here's the cool thing about that. We haven't gone out to raise any money for this because the decision hasn't been made. We already have $150,000 sitting in the bank right now, and we've got another $100,000 already pledged. So that means we've got $500,000 to raise for this, and we haven't even asked yet. All right? So maybe God's working there. I don't know. What do you guys think on that deal? So that's amazing. So again, things are going to get messy and hard around here for a season, or just like happens with a caterpillar, why we went through all of that stuff. As they go through this transformation to become a butterfly, this is going to be a season where all of us get uncomfortable. But even though that's the case, what you have to keep in mind while wrestling with all of it, and I know it's big, is that this is just the way metamorphosis works. It's what has to happen if we want to be transformed into a butterfly, or for me, the way I see it. If we want to become the church that God is calling us to be, or a congregation that really is all about reaching out to the over 8,000 people in this area who don't know Christ or belong to a church, and a congregation that really is all about inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives from Christ, then even though it's going to be hard and messy, this is what the way looks like moving forward. This is what it's going to take. So what do you think? Should we do it? Should we not do it? Well, as we continue this journey, as we go about trying to figure out what's next, because nothing has been settled, what I need all of you to do is I need you to take a little bit of time each day and ask God to not only guide and direct us on making this best decision, but to walk with us every step of the way and help us to become the church that he has created us to be. And then the other thing I need you guys to do is I need you to make it a point to come back next week. Right? That's a plug for next week. You guys get that? As we explore the three main theological reasons, I believe God is calling us to do this. Now, um, what I find amazing is I've just laid all of this. This has happened in every service. I laid all of this out before you and told you all these amazing opportunities we have. And this is what I get from you guys. So I have no idea if you're booing on the inside. I have no idea if you're excited. That's just what's going on. But please, please, please take some time to pray about this. Take some time to wrestle with this. Take some time to, to figure out what's next for us as a congregation. The one thing I would have you keep in mind, though, are, are the churches that choose not to transform, the churches that choose not to take risk are the churches these days that are now slowly but surely going away or closing their doors. So just kind of keep that in mind as we go through all of this stuff. Let us pray. Father, this is big. This has to do with who um, we are as a church today and who you're calling us to become. 
And so it is my prayer that if this is not your will, that you stop it, that it doesn't get done. And then we find something else or something new or whatever it is that you're going for. But Lord, if this is the way, help us to do it right every step of the way. Guide us in the details and the decisions. Show us how to go about raising the funds. Give people a heart to give so we can take care of all of this in a short amount of time. But most importantly, Lord, help us to become the church that you want us to be. Help us to become a place in this community where people can come and learn about you, to be loved by others. As as a refuge, as a safe place in this world, to come and be inspired to go out and live their best possible lives. Or Lord, show up and do what only you can do so that we can continue to be the church you're called and created us to be. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon, and we hope you are able to join us next week. To learn more about FCC Great Bend, visit us online at firstchristianchurchgb.com. Again, that's firstchristianchurchgb.com. God bless and have a great week.